Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Poisoner's Cabinet. I'm Sinead. And I'm Nick. And this is your weekly podcast exploring the lives of the great poisoners, macabre murders and captivating crimes from across the centuries and creating curious cocktails inspired by the desert we tell. And it's episode 178. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How very exciting. Into the depths of November we are. Ooh. It's a second. Yes, is I it, know. Is, is that a depth? It is. It does because spooky season feels so long ago now. It is, but we're still surrounded by pumpkins. Yeah. I, I see. I, I'm um, not taking those down. Yeah, so <laughs> a little pumpkin-y shenanigans going over there. So. I've been very busy. It's no excuse. And I didn't want to take them down. I wanted to carry on forever and ever and ever. In my mind, it's always spooky season. It is. Well, now we just go into winter with winter ghosts. Yes, right. different from pumpkin ghosts. Rotten pumpkins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. I did get. You know the nice. pumpkins I had last week. I, I started carving frantically on Halloween to put outside, and one of them was not go- going it's well. Slightly past their best. It's slightly. Pa- I, I fucking persisted, and that nice. bastard is out there. Poor hedgehogs. Which <laughs> <laughs> is dead throughout Canterbury. Yes. No, the hedgehogs they don't die. But they, you they just suffer horribly. Yes, they do. <laughs> well, they do. Don't leave your pumpkins exactly. out for hedgehogs. They eat them, but then they get all cold and dehydrated before they hibernate and then suffer through hibernation. You don't want to be cold when you're hibernating. No, absolutely. No, so it's so, a lesson for all of you out there. Says you who's left your pumpkins outside for the hedgehogs. No, I didn't leave them outside for the hedgehogs. There's no sign out there this year. You just year. left them outside if a pumpkin gets them, it's their own stupid fault. <laughs> no, they're going in the bin. It's better to leave me alone. <laughs> I don't like this line of questioning. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> don't do as I do. God, I'd no. We no learned nothing ever from this that. podcast. We'd be spelling weird stuff and not being able to count. How are you, anyway? Ah, right. You're good, are you, Nick? I won't go that far, but... Oh, right. you're, you're all right. You're, suffering. you're struggling through. Struggling through. Struggling through. I yeah. know. It's been a tough week for you. It's been all, it's all ups, ups, ups and downs. All right. well, we're, we're all here for you. Oh, how kind. Yeah, we all love you. We support you. Do any of you work for the Halifax? <laughs> Which case I hate you. <laughs> Them specifically. <laughs> the person was listening to this, was about to put down their beverage and just like, go, oh, I can help. Oh, wow. Especially just... if you work in the mortgage department. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's not it's not going well, is it? This is a fresh drama that's being played out. Could turn into a true crime story in itself. Absolutely. Yeah, no, indeed. We are here for it. It's it's soon. It's coming soon. I'm going to stop saying that because I've made many predictions and uh, my, my work as a psychic is not... Not going well. Not going, not going well. well. No, yeah. not at all. But uh, I'm sending out positive vibes <laughs> and I'm giving you drinks. That, that, that's what I need. Yeah. When you get upset, we share wine and dinner and it's lovely. I mean, it works out great for me. <laughs> yeah. Good. I got screwed. I ended up paying. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. I offered to send you money because I'll give you money. I probably will. I have money. I just haven't done it. I've got tons of money. I'm rich. I'm rich. I've got like four pounds upstairs that I just found. I haven't paid for the hotel yet either. Hmm? I haven't paid the hotels yet. Oh, either. yeah. We need to pay, pay for that. that. Yeah. Tomorrow. Maybe this should tomorrow. be. Not the admin part of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Any poisonings this week? Hedgehog related or I mean, not? Apparently hedge, yeah. But it was a swathes of wildlife. Well, what you do with your own pumpkins is your own business, sir. <laughs> Way. <laughs> I do nothing with them. For fear of the hedgehogs. <laughs> that's your that's excuse. My reason, that's my reason why I don't have a pumpkin. I don't hate hedgehogs. You just run them down with your car. <laughs> No, no other poisonings, and we'll see. We'll see how the hedgehog population has been hedgehog, decimated. Exactly. I do have a big fat hedgehog, but they're in the back garden. That's right. no pumpkins are out there, but the little hedgehog comes snuffling out every now and then. He's lovely. Because they only have like a three meter radius their entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. What well, I haven't. Sinead's oh. garden can't travel. <laughs> yes, it's nice back there. There are no pumpkins. Don't act like I've left a trail of pumpkins to a mass hedgehog grave for them to tumble into. Yeah, it's well lit. It's got little candles <laughs> going towards it. Big sign saying hedgehogs this way. So you really went for it this year. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll teach that hedgehog that wouldn't let me pet it once. Well, speaking of um, well, hedgehogs. hedgehogs. <laughs> mainly, mainly hedgehogs. Mainly hedgehogs and what we do with our pumpkins. I think it is time for us to thank our delicious Patreon subscribers. Oh, we certainly should. First of all, this week. I mean, I think she knows what to do with the pumpkins. We have Arsenic Delia. Arsenic Delia. Arsenic Delia. Poison <gasps> pumpkins are plenty. <laughs> and thank you to Hesper Wells. Another oh, good name. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Arsenic good. Delia and Hesper Wells. Good I think they names. fight. <laughs> do, you think, do you think they're on both opposite sides? I, I, do, I think they're both villains, but they're in rival gangs. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Arsenic Delia weirdly has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Never poisoned poison anyone in life. <laughs> no, I know. She's like, my parents had high hopes for me. I prefer the quick route. Whereas Hesper Wells, oh, she strangles people. <laughs> I don't know but why I went heard, there. Heard it here first, everyone. Yeah, I just picture her like just tightening a rope, you know. Okay, harsh. Around <laughs> tiny hedgehogs. <laughs> <laughs> she got a gallows for her. <laughs> she meets out justice. <laughs> Street justice. Street justice for the hedgehog. We don't know. Hedgehogs could be bastards. We don't know. We've never we've never tracked them down. Yeah, I'm not anyway. sure how we got to this time. Thank you, thank you, beautiful, delicious Patreon subscribers. You're very, very sexy, very, very sexy people. We've had fun over on Patreon. We did round off October with not one, not two, but five, five haunted venues. Haunted venues. The top five haunted venues. Well, the one that, that, yeah, they're it, international. No, it, yeah, so you kept you kept going. No, it's not top five. In no particular order, but those are those are my favourite international ones. But right. I, I encourage people to send me suggestions of more. You know, next year's list 
could be could entirely be completely different. different see, you if know. They can, see if people can change your mind. Well, exactly. And also these haunted venues need to up their game. Yeah, very precise judging criteria every uh, single year. Yes, apparently so. But yes, it was very good fun. We've also this month um, put out a little extra content for Spooky Month. We do we do have some recipes coming out actually. So, well, a recipe. I'm looking forward to this. Yes, I meant to do that a few days ago. Yes, I, I was, have I been was, so I was busy. A sample, but nothing has arrived. No, Ben ate it. So yeah. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, it never actually happened. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't like pumpkin spice based things, so we thought you would have thrown up in your mouth. So we ate the entire pumpkin spice latte loaf oh, all to us oh no it's delicious no you like a carrot cake yeah. D- don't go me do you like carrot cake yeah, yeah it's like carrot cake but better yeah. 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 well yeah. you know the recipe will be out soon and people can bake it themselves and hopefully i should have some footage for you because <laughs> it was just me shouting at my husband to bake i mean, <laughs> I, mean I, th- I thought it was charming bake faster <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was charming at the time. It could come out as, oh, no one should see this. Less the lawyers charming, get involved. abusive. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a fine line, really, isn't it? <laughs> if this podcast has taught us nothing. <laughs> if you want to know what the hell we're talking about, please consider joining us on Patreon if you haven't already. Patreon is a great platform. It's very flexible and it helps to support this show helps us do what we do. It really does. And also, Patreon supports loads of artists out there. So it's really worth looking into. Dip your toe into if you wish to at patreon.com forward slash the poisoner's cabinet. Now, Nick, are you ready? Apparently. To drink cocktails and talk about poison. Mm. Or we could drink poison and talk about cocktails. What's, what's with that? It's drama. Is it? Is that what it was? Uh-uh. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I will let history be the judge of that. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me know. <laughs> I'm doing drama. You're just being a little bitch. <laughs> Should we go with a cocktail? Yeah, fine. Yay, let's go with a cocktail. Also, I will say, hmm. we started off with a pre-cocktail cocktail. Yes. Mixed up a Boulevardier. And I think this Boulevardier is particularly good thanks to the dehydrated orange slices. It's a lovely dehydrated orange slice. That I made specifically for Nick. I made a whole array of dehydrated fruits. Only because you bought an air fryer. Yeah. And you've wanted to air fry everything inside. (laughs) You really have. Everything has been air fried that should not be air fried. (laughs) But it works. Damn it, it works. Yes, I bought it specifically for this podcast. Can I claim it on expenses? No. No. All right. I didn't think I'd get one. Unless I get one as well. (laughs) Isn't it beautiful? It's a lovely thing. Isn't this lovely, lovely orange slice? I often complain about how unadventurous I am with garnishes, or I just can't be asked with garnishes. Yeah. But it makes such a difference. And you've got lime and lemon slices mm. in there too. Lovely dehydrated. Mm. <laughs> with the thing about it was when I was dehydrating in the air fryer, I was like, oh, it'll take but minutes. And it was just no, like, no, they just went, hours. no, it will take six hours. <laughs> You're just doing them in here and it will be cleaner and nicer and everything than, than in your skanky oven, woman. It actually said that to me. It was weird. Did it? Yeah, yeah. in my dreams. <laughs> That's what's great about the air fryer. It comes alive at night. It just abuses you. <laughs> yeah, for six hours. We know you're a terrible housekeeper. God damn it, woman. <laughs> you're often filth. Well, it is Nick's story this week. Hooray, hooray, hooray. But we can't, we can't, we can't possibly have a story without a cocktail in hand. As you know, dear listeners, every week we choose a secret ingredient that is inspired by the tale that we tell and it will flavor our cocktail of the week. So, Nick, mm. this week's secret ingredient is... Is a bonfire. A bonfire. A bonfire. A bonny bonfire. Yes. Mm, something's just occurred to me. What? Why is it called a bonfire? I've actually never looked this up. Because it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is it? I don't know. I mean, that probably it, isn't it? From the French. <laughs> and they didn't continue with the you French. Know, they just stopped, stopped halfway through. <laughs> We got bored of the French. <laughs> Even we are it sick was, of our own it language. Was so difficult to translate. We just bon. Stopped. What's fire? Oh no, oh, no, no, no! Just fire. <laughs> Great, sorted that out. So, yeah. But a bonfire. Oh, how seasonally wonderful! Ooh, seasonally wonderful for the English. The Americans may not know what the hell we're talking about. Who doesn't know what a bonfire is? Well, no, no. When I say seasonal. Because this time of year, often you have bonfires for certain reasons. But, you do. You, know, you do. <laughs> for certain reasons. For, cer- for certain reasons, which will become clear, I'm sure. <laughs> but also, oh, I don't know. Do Americans call it a bonfire? What else would they call it? A fire. No, it must be a bonfire. They're not that weird. <laughs> Tell us, please, <laughs> darling listeners. But a bonfire, ooh, crackly, lovely, smoky. Well, with bonfire as mm. the ingredient inspiration, what have you come up with? Well. No. Well. <laughs> well. We are having okay a Nix variation Ooh. of an autumn bonfire. Okay. So cocktail called Autumn Bonfire. I've made my own little twist on it. Love it. Yes. How many dehydrated orange slices will there be? Oh, at least 12. Oh, nice. Excellent. Yes. I may oh. come up with a different name because I have changed it, so I might come up with a Oh, no, name. it sounds very delightful. But, but okay, I'm sure well, it will well, be. Well, I think it is high time for us to kick leaves into the poisonous cabinet kitchen and shake up a storm, so we'll see you in a minute. We'll see you in a bit. And we're back. Hello. So, Nick, mm. the autumn bonfire. Yes. But Nick's twist. Have you come yes. up with a different name? Well, I'll, I'll see how it, if how good it is. <laughs> if it's not good, you're going to let it languish. And I, just... I'll say, so, yes, it's, that autumn bonfire variant. If it's good, <laughs> then I go, right, I'm naming it. All right, you're going to work on it. All right, okay. Well, it's, it's well, what is it? It's sort of a peachy, orangey colour? I'll go with an orangey, of... flamey, flamey colour. Oh, yeah, it's flame. Oh, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> flamey colour. Interesting. Okay, well, heads up smell. It smells smoky. Oh, clever boy. Ooh, a smoky <laughs> aroma. Oh, I'm excited. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope it tastes as good as it smells. Yeah. Let's dive in. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hello. Ooh. What is that? What, what's happening? <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something, Nick, and it's not the way it sounds. Well, that's it, always encouraging. Okay, it has a it has a blue cheese taste to it. Do yes. you get that? Have well, you put blue cheese? In obviously. There? <laughs> why why and, and wouldn't I'm, there be? I'm not opposed to it. It's got a blue cheese taste to it because it's got a smoky taste aftertaste. A lot, definitely something smoky in here. I don't think it's mezcal, but there's something smoke. Is it Lefroy? It is, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know you have an Islay and I know you have Lefroy. So <laughs> I know, exactly. So it's an Islay whiskey. But it's got a sweetness behind it as well. It's, I'm sorry, it's reminiscent of a good blue cheese. Too much sweetness. Too much sweetness. Yeah. All right, a second sip here, okay. No, I, I don't mind that at all. It's it's very interesting. It's weird. It's weird. weird. Is not generally what you want to go for. No, but it's good weird. <laughs> Because I would still drink this. I, I'm smiling a lot because you I'm are. like, oh, oh, it's just okay. weird. Okay. Huh. I have no okay, idea. Okay, so give me some other, apart from the Lefroy, give me some other other thoughts. Okay, so smoky, 
So there's some sweetness in So is there a, a type of syrup in there? Is there, there is a syrup? A, there is a type of syrup in there. Is it just sugar syrup? Nope. A flavoured syrup? It's not c- cinnamon? No? Nope. Nope. Honey? Nope. Nope. Honey. Oh, honey. Oh, it's a hello. Honey syrup. Hello. Going on in there. All right, honey and whiskey. Great. Makings of a good uh, hot toddy. What the fuck else is in here? I don't know. Three other things. Three? Oh. Is there a type of juice? There or like is. a mixer? Yes. Orange juice? No. Apple juice? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing so well? What's happening? Apple juice. And blue cheese? And blue cheese. A nice rock fork? Yes. Yeah. All mixed together. Can we have crackers? <laughs> <laughs> There's no blue cheese anywhere near this. But and yet, and yet you have concocted something, Unless you've uh... been storing your blue cheese next to the ice cubes. And they have taken on an aroma. Yes, I don't because know. I love a frozen blue cheese, I don't know, obviously. Weird, so. I don't, yes, I am. I like this. <laughs> Let's all have frozen blue cheese lollipops later. <laughs> okay, two more things. Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. Something else fruity? Ish. 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 Lychee. No. Orange. Autumnal. Oh, hazelnuts. Yes, very fruity. Yeah. I'm not saying it was a good idea. (laughs) Autumnal. Apple? Calvados? Calvados. Calvados. Ah, yay. Two weeks in a row. Bit of Calvados. Two weeks in a row. I love Calvados. And I have never found it. (laughs) One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. thing. One more thing. Okay, is that fruity? That is fruity. Oh. That has, triple a, sec? has a fruity twang. Tri- triple Not sec? entirely fruity, but there's definitely a fruity theme. Triple sec? No. Back, back, third time wasn't going to work, was it? <laughs> um, right uh, fruit. Different thing. Oh, or- orange. 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 This is painful now. <laughs> orange bitters. Orange. No. Quantro. Gramanier. Gramanier. Oh, ah, I did actually guess everything this week. <laughs> It took, Almost. It took, a, it took, a, took a while. It took a while. And there's a just... lot of prodding going on Do you want on it there. done right, fast or do you want it done right? Mainly fast. Right, okay, fine. <laughs> do not want to go on a date with you. Okay. <laughs> Over okay. and done with. On with the next thing. Come on. <laughs> okay, this is mental. This is mental, Nick. So what's your twist on this? What, okay, sh- what, so, what should have happened and what did you so do? ordinarily, you have, in an autumn bonfire, you have apple juice. You have... Some sort of apple brandy. You have... Do we have some of that? No. No. We have cherry brandy, which is different. Well done. Thank you for telling <laughs> yeah, me that. Just... Yeah. But absolutely fucked without that. Oh, no. Then you have an eyelet. You do have a malt. Uh, in there. And some bitters. Okay. But it also calls for maple syrup. We don't have a number of those things. <laughs> right. In there. Okay. Don't have any apple brandy. No. Uh, don't have any maple syrup. No. No. In there as no. well. And I'm not a huge fan of the eyelet. You're not. It's no. not my thing. So I like it. But... Yes, but I appreciate it. it needs to bring that sort of smoky element. To which it. it does. So which it does. So I would just reduce the amount of eyelay. Okay. In there, I replace the apple brandy with Calvados. Nice, very good there. idea. And so when reducing the eyelay, I replaced it with the Grand Marnier. Oh. So I was thinking like an orangey thing, but then the, and the maple syrup. I thought I don't want to go with just plain sugar syrup. So I went mm. with honey, which was too mm. much honey. I think um, the honey may have been where you fell down yeah. there because maple syrup very very different flavour oh, profile of sugar. I mean, it's still profile. sweet, Jesus. Yeah. But you know, but, like, no, no, very different, pro- different. flavour profile. I was just thinking to sort of autumnal bonfirey nights here. <laughs> Famously, bees love them, but also not a lot of maple syrup <laughs> either. 
No, but also my guess. Like <laughs> so, maple syrup, like people um, use excuses for that every so, time. I, mean, of I, year. I did sort of think, or oh, I need to get some sort of toffee syrup, you know, like a toffee apple sort of. Oh my god! Thing, but again, I got unfortunately idea. in the. Or like a car- we could have used a caramel. I could use a caramel or something like that, but unfortunately, I didn't have time to either produce or I, well, I mean, I couldn't, produce. Be asked, I couldn't be asked to make a caramel or go and buy like a caramel syrup or anything like that. Uh, so I thought, oh, honey, I've got honey. All of this <laughs> was like Nick wanted no effort. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Like, what is in the cupboard? What can I vaguely bullshit to justify? <laughs> But I, with a, with a theme, with a theme. There, there was a, there was a thoughtful I theme like, yes, behind it. I like that. I like you put the thought behind autumnal it. Autumnal bonfirey thing yeah. going on. How do you feel about it? Truly and truly and truly. Truly and truly. I mean, it's perfectly drinkable. Mm. Absolutely perfectly drinkable. Would I say I really want another one of those? No. Would I try it, it again, but tweak it? Yes. See, I'm tempted to do that at the drinks break. Yeah. Much as it may kill us, but. I'm thinking actually reduce the amount of apple just yeah. apple juice. Yeah. Reduce the amount of honey. Yeah. Um, I would up the oily. Um, wow. Sorry. <laughs> so there's not a sentence you should say. Up, up the oily. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I love a rock fall. Yeah. And this is that. And gl- I don't know why. This is, Maybe this is Gorgonzola this is, in a glass. Is, have I said this before? Every time you've had an oily, and have I gone? It's like bitches because I'm a bitch. But there is that. I, <laughs> I do I do actually really like it. It's so weird. It's so weird. Weird I can go with. Weird but good. It's perfectly drinkable. It's got uh-huh. all good ingredients in there and they mix together to make something rather delightful. Yes. And it's made us very giggly. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm keen to, to try the variants in the drinks break <laughs> if we get there. Very importantly, what's it yeah. called? I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> right, okay. All right, we'll wait. Yeah. To the end. No, you have to wait too long. Don't okay. Long. Do we have a bonfire in hand? Not yeah. a good idea. If you ever watch a safety video, is it time yeah. for a story, Nick? It is certainly time for a story. Yay! It's a very exciting story. Okay. Big story. Big. Oh, is it a big story? Remember, remember, yeah. the fifth of November, the, the gunpowder, gunpowder treason, treason and, and plot. I know of no reason why gunpowder treason should, should ever be, be forgot. Yay! And also, I say I do like. Gunpowder, treason, and plot as a name for a cocktail. <coughs> oh, that's so it. That, that's why I left it for a moment. That's why I thought gunpowder, treason, and plot. I like that. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. Perfect. I like Absolutely that as a name. love it. I am happy. I am. I'm fully aroused. Good. I'm, it's great. I'm glad. And I'm so happy because we're going to hear about the. Gunpowder plot. The gunpowder plot, absolutely. I mean, yeah. if it's not, that was a really weird <laughs> yes, setup. A really weird entrance to that one. So, this is the story of the gunpowder plot, the failed attempt in 1605 to assassinate James I <gasps> and blow up Parliament. Oh. Now, many, many, many people will have heard of the gunpowder plot and of mm. Guy Fawkes, who, of course, is the man who is famously associated with it. Yes. But. Not everyone really knows the details, perhaps behind it. So on the 5th of November, people in the UK, I think it's the UK. Some Commonwealth countries. So celebrate the failure to blow up Parliament. (laughs) (laughs) Celebrate a failed plot with grand bonfires and firework displays and toffee apples and I remember having jacket potatoes in your pockets okay. to keep your hands warm <laughs> when you were a kid I found a website that was detailing what the bonfire traditions are to students not of the English language oh wow okay <laughs> and it was adorable nice. it was adorable how it was written like tradition dictates that people wear ha- hats and scarves and gloves that's because it's cold <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not because it's tradition. <laughs> there are several websites that also talk about, and you make the jacket potato, the jacket potato that you put yeah. on the embers. Put it in the, put it in in the, the bonfire, embers, absolutely. And then you, you keep your hands warm in your pocket, yeah. and then you have it with butter and salt and cheese if, you, if you're fancy. And that person went, it was never cooked right, <laughs> but you still ate it. <laughs> but you still ate it. <laughs> and soup and warming things yeah. gathered around the bonfire. Yeah. All that um, sort of stuff. Sort of yeah. yeah, maybe some, some warm cidery sort of thing. You might yeah. get a mulled cider and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's all very, very exciting. But yeah, who really knows the details behind the plot and what motivated the people (laughs) to attempt such a drastic plan? (laughs) I'm so excited to hear this because the detail of the history, I am so keen to hear from you. Because as an Irish Catholic, I have been lectured about this by my family every time we lit a bonfire. Even though they're completely celebrated bonfire night like oh yeah let's a bonfire also by the way it's all just a plot it's all the a plot to burn the catholics <laughs> burn the catholics so it would be nice to have an actually refreshing take on this no no that's where i'm going <laughs> burn the catholics this can be half an hour of me saying burn the catholics <laughs> so but there was a basis for it there was a basis unsurprisingly as it all comes down to a difference in religion how we just established as i say the majority of the conflicts in the world in history do generally mm. it's all it's all a matter of religion this time it's between the catholics and the protestants <gasps> so time for a bit of a history refresh Woo-hoo. i hope i do miss cloak proud yay <laughs> nice reference my, I like it my history lessons i i have high hopes for you to to yeah. summarize yeah. all of that I'll summarize yeah, yeah. all of that in about 12 pages so up until that point in time so 1600s for the majority of english history it has been part of the roman catholic church that dominates Europe, pretty mm. much. Everyone looks up to the Pope. Mm. He is God's representative on Earth. He's got a big hat. He's very, very powerful. <laughs> a lot of sitting on chairs. A lot of sitting on big fancy chairs, wearing fancy big hats chairs. with big sticks. And in the minds of many people, loyalty to the Pope and to the Church is more important than loyalty to kings and queens. The Church has power over your immortal soul. Yeah. And that is no small thing, really. This is eternal salvation, mm. which can only be achieved through the Church and through confession. Even the smallest of sin, if left unconfessed, if left unsaid, can send you straight to hell. Oh, God, yeah. Really. So the priesthood has huge power and authority over their congregations and the populace. But really, by this time, a lot of people, well, some people are going, mm, really? It's not, <laughs> I- it's not ideal. This is not ideal. They're not really happy with how things are set up. Mm. And in the early 16th century, the Protestant Reformation starts to grow and build <laughs> momentum. Now, they believe that really you don't need popes and cardinals and bishops and things to talk to God. It's like cutting out the middleman really people mm. people can have a conversation with god and repent their sins without having to go to a church and pay lots of money um, by more people big hats exactly the, the, the eternal guilt as well <laughs> of going there going, we could do without this yeah I, I, it's like someone basically going you know what i want to cut you out. i want to speak to the manager i yeah. want to speak to the man i'm going like, straight to no, the boss you have to deal with me the bitter bitter twisted person exactly who was manning the desk for the day yeah Pretty much. And then, of course, you've got dear, dear old Henry VIII who gets hold of the idea and goes, Whoa! This is more for his own nefarious purposes than any sort of ideological sort of standpoint, really. But he's going, Yes, I've got an idea. Hurrah! My favourite piece of history 
Not just because, ooh, Henry VIII is the one that stole. It's just that happened. I'm going to use this to shag who Absolutely. I like yeah. and kill all my wives. I'm going to marry again and again and again. They're like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm the bloody king. <laughs> so there we go. With him along comes the Church of England mm. and such like. Now, this, of course, pisses off a great number of Catholics who have been very merrily confessing all their lives and having a grand old time doing it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, grand old times. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never been to confession. I don't know. Have you not? No. It's horrible. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> well, no, you haven't. I have. I forget bits of that. You Surely, go it, into it, a box. Is it not some sort of therapeutic thing? No. I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. Well, you end up just talking. <laughs> like, again, not been as an adult because that would just, like, the place would be on fire. <laughs> But as as a child, as a child, as people going in, you have to go in a box with a man. And if you don't, you're going to hell. You. You've told them that I took the Lord's name in vain, and I didn't say my prayers one night when actually I'd done a whole load of other shit. <laughs> they were like, "Oh well, early in ten Hail Marys, ten Hail Marys, and three Hello Dollies." Yes. <laughs> vivid memory of sitting in the church with other kids and losing count we'd all lost count of how many prayers we're supposed to be doing going, what are you on like seven you went before me right five what am i doing i don't know oh. it sounds like a marvelous time Someone after horrible. henry VIII dies elizabeth I comes to the phone eventually through some convoluted yes. shenanigans eventually eventually and in 1558 she declares that all english citizens will be protestant <laughs> You have no choice in the matter. This is the way forward. Love that energy. Catholic clergy have to renounce their loyalty to the Pope or we're going to kill you. Yep. And so it is now mandatory for every English person to go to a Protestant church service on a Sunday. And they take a register. If (laughs) If you're not there, you're getting fined. If you're not there enough, you're going to jail. Mm. So they take it pretty seriously. Yeah, that's that's a theme running yeah. through the Protestant <laughs> church well into the 17 and 1800s. Yeah. So now, I mean, news of these developments make it back to the Pope. Pope dear old Pope <laughs> Pius V, who's sitting there in Rome in his big hat, and he's not too happy about this, this development, no. really. And he excommunicates Elizabeth from the Catholic Church, yes. calling her Elizabeth the pretend Queen of England, and the servant of crime. <laughs> Which should be a subcategory of our show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Servants of crime. <laughs> what is this cabinet? The servants of crime. Servants of crime. It's a great, yeah, absolutely. Love it. I mean, we like Elizabeth. I mean, she does some weird stuff, but also, yay. Now, I mean, after all Elizabeth's sort of declarations and things, I mean, people in the lower classes are just like, fine, I'm Protestant. Uh, <laughs> Really? Um, <laughs> That's a very good way of putting it. What are we today? Oh, we're Protestant. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Are we still poor and starving? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah exactly. we would be. Yeah, they, yeah. they can't afford to pay the fines if they don't go to church, <laughs> so they go to church. They've got a hard enough life as it is, just mm. generally surviving. Um, they don't need the aggro. We're Protestants. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but at least at Catholic Church, us. you've got wine and biscuits. Yeah, wine and biscuits at Protestant Church. Do you? Yeah. When? Do the communion. You still have you? Com- I've not been. Still I don't have, know. <laughs> you still have communion. But you, you still it's, have communion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this converts into the flesh. And all, it's just like, this is a biscuit. Well, why would you do it then? It's representative. It's representative. It, it, it is symbological. Symbolic. <laughs> symbolic was symbolic the word, was the word the I was going for. Symbolical. <laughs> the priest is up there. It's symbolical, people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a symbolic thing rather than a direct. This convert 
turns, turns into, into the body and blood of Christ. Is that transubstantiation? Transubstantiation. transubstantiation. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> none of that. But, but, for many in the upper classes, huh? in the fancy classes, they're not so keen on this. They have a bit yeah. more luxury in and they think no we we want to pray to who we want to pray to mm. how dare you choose our religion for us also many of them have spent a small fortune supporting the catholic church yeah sort of building churches building chapels ensuring that priests pray for them that monks are chanting for them mm. and all this sort of thing to ensure that they go to to heaven yeah it was all that for nothing yeah and i wasted all this money mm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there are a number who believe that the catholic faith is the one true faith they fervently believe that mm. and that is the only way that souls go to heaven and those people do continue practicing their faith they are fined repeatedly for not going to protestant services but they've got enough money they can just get oh well they'll, they'll pay the fines and be, and be done with it but then those people they also start hiding catholic priests in their homes yeah um where you get priest holes and all this sort of thing love I mean, a priest hole this is and com- that's not how it sounds if you've never heard that expression <laughs> before we really do need to explain that very briefly yes okay that is a hidey that hole is, that is a fair fair point <laughs> no hidey hole doesn't make sound any better why am i saying that it's it a is, nook. Is, is, is it's a, a little <laughs> behind a bookcase, down some secret stairs. A hiding place. A little place. hiding place that priests would go. Because if they, if the authorities got an inkling that you were hiding a Catholic yeah. priest, they would come and raid the place. Yeah, you And they you would absolutely tear the place it. to pieces. Yeah. So, yeah. So, some of these are really cleverly hidden, sort of behind mm. water closets and up chimneys and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And the tiniest, tiniest spaces that these priests sort of folded themselves into to, to escape. Because if you were caught, the priest was killed, then pretty much the whole family was executed as well. Absolutely. For sort of treason going against the queen. That's why so, it's so, so special when you find a place, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but with a priest's hole. <laughs> it's, like, it's not how it sounds. A priest's nook. No, that's worse. Worse. A, me- a nook's cranny. No, what? <laughs> Many families, sort of in fear of their lives, they they leave England. They flee and they go and settle in Flanders. Oh, oh, right. It's safe over there. And we'll just watch and see what happens. Elizabeth dies in March 1603. James VI of Scotland, also Protestant, becomes James I of England. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot about him before in his (laughs) his anti-witchy ways. But no one really knows how he's going to approach this increasing sort of divide in religion. No one really knows what his approach is, yes. is going to be. So everyone is like watching and going, is he going to follow after Elizabeth and be really strict or is he going to be a bit more relaxed? Or you know, what's going on? Shortly after James takes the throne, a chap named Thomas Percy manages to wangle himself an audience with the new king. Now, Percy is a Catholic mm-hmm. and he really wants to know what the king's thoughts on the whole situation is. What's What's going on? He starts by begging for mercy on behalf of the catholics of england that's okay that sort of thing we 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 want clemency we want mercy Mm. james is suitably subtle and vague in his in his response he doesn't promise anything but he does tell percy that he himself he has nothing against catholics Mm. i personally i have no issue with you doing what the hell you want Percy probably takes a lot more away from that that comment than he maybe should have done. Well, James I famously did sort of 
flip flop kind of was just be- well I, i'd say not flip flop he was being a politician yeah as well as and the i king. think oh i think also he did actually generally not really care no oh we didn't um, give a shit at about the beginning. if people are catholic or president and i don't really care it doesn't bother me and made a lot of promises to a lot of people but, going like oh scotland i'll definitely come back and see you yeah. all the time <laughs> didn't so i mean thomas percy leaves this meeting going yay the king loves us he tells everyone <laughs> he meets that the king is on the cusp of sort of of repealing all of elizabeth's anti-catholic laws okay that's a bit much yeah he's, he's really sort of taken the positives out of this out of this, out of this meeting i could just I, I just felt it i just felt it in his presence yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. no one has to worry about being persecuted oh, their religion God. anymore i mean some people take this even further and they become rather optimistic and believe james is going to convert to catholicism james is going to convert <laughs> and then the entire of england will become catholic and hurrah and all will be well <laughs> And it's like, mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so, maybe not. Maybe not. But for about a year or so, Catholics in England are able to live a relatively normal life. Mm. The sort of the fines stop. Yeah. They stop collecting the fines. They stop ransacking people's houses, searching for holes. It's never not going to be funny. <laughs> so all, the, all this is called off. The laws are still in place. But yes. they're just not enforced. Hope is there that things are going to get better and things yeah. are going to be great. We have our one The king's on our side yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Now, James is sitting there really waiting to see what Parliament, how they're going to hmm. react. Now, Parliament are all pro- entirely Protestant. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going, well, I'll see what they say before I take this any further. It does not go well. In the summer of 1604, Parliament finally notice that... The Catholics aren't being persecuted. What's going on here? This won't do at all. How <laughs> many Catholics were burned this year? This is not acceptable. You know what? Not acceptable. Just walking around willy nilly. Yeah, and many believe that this is an, a threat to England. It's, it's got sort of the same sort of thing as a Literally. like McCarthyist sort of communism. Well, yes. Uh, if sort yeah. of if they aren't stamped yeah. out, then they're going to rise <laughs> up and take over, and and we're we're done for. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead too much. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, if we don't deal with this now, there's a threat to everyone. And Parliament's... Is there? Is there? <laughs> Parliament starts pushing the king to start reinforcing Elizabeth's laws. You need to get a hold of this. Yeah. You need to start getting your anti-Catholic hat on. Um, <laughs> it's a big... No, it's, it's, a, not, it's not It's not. an ostentatious hat. It's a very, hat. very simple hat. <laughs> it's a very simple white linen horsehair hat exactly very scratchy on the catholic (laughs) side adorned with jewels and feathers but you'd have to feel guilty about it (laughs) that's it but it looks fabulous it looks fabulous (laughs) indeed so yeah so again catholics homes are being ransacked Mm. looking for hidden priests the fines start mounting up now the catholics that in england they have been used to living under this oppression for many 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 years now but what is now really pissing them off is that they this time there was that sense of sort of false hope that they had been led to believe that all was going to be well Mm. james was on our side it was all going to be great but now he's betrayed us the king has betrayed us and it is enough for many people to want to kill him yeah and a plot is hatched so now today Guy Fawkes is the most recognisable name associated with the gunpowder plat. I've, I've written plat. The gunpowder <laughs> plat. Just say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why. The gun that pow- was the early yeah. 
planning name. Before it came a plot. Guy Fawkes sat down with all the others. He's like, right, I have a great gunpowder plat. Yes. Right, we have to pick you up on one thing. No, 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 it's better than <laughs> a plot. Definitely honestly. a plat. Someone else said that, hey, you had a plat earlier. You were <laughs> Why are you going through all the vowels? Just stick with O, it works. Yes, it works. Yes. It works. And then later there was the gunpowder plot. <laughs> Anyway, the plot, the plot, <laughs> the plot, the plot is all started by a chap called Robert Catesby. Robert Catesby. Now Catesby has. I'm not celebrating him. I just raw for Catesby. He's just a really interesting character that no one talks about. Yeah. Catesby has become increasingly convinced that something has to be done. Um, <laughs> James needs to be removed from the throne. Hey. He needs. He needs to go. At the end of 1603, Catesby organizes a trip to Spain. Now this is led by a chap called Thomas Winter. He has been chosen as an emissary to the King of Spain. Also amongst this group who are making this trip are a chap called John Wright, who had been part of an earlier failed rebellion against Elizabeth, and a certain chap named Guy Fawkes. <laughs> now, Guy Fawkes has spent much of his the past few years fighting in the Netherlands. Now, are we going to reference the fact that it's supposed to be pronounced Guy? Only because he took a Spanish name. Okay, nice. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't actually gone in because I've not actually gone into much into the history of Guy Fawkes himself. This is more about the plot. No, in which we, uh, absolutely because um, we, we shouldn't. But um, <laughs> someone will go. I think it's actually pronounced Guy. Well, as far as I can see, that his his name is Guy Fawkes. He's a Yorkshire man. When he moves to the Netherlands, he starts finding. F- for not for the spanish but on behalf of the spanish in some conflicts there and he takes the name guido guido so i think that's where that comes from nice. i could be entirely wrong on that part it, but that's what i understand from what i what i've read it's reference to anyone who, who is about to type there <laughs> all right but we're going to carry on calling him guy fawkes i'm going to call him guy fawkes that's what but i've known Guy, all my guido, life all of that he we, had we, multiple names was depending there. on where he was in the world <laughs> he was one of those guys <laughs> oh he was such a gap year student <laughs> yeah. he was walking around going yeah my name is guido no. but he he fought on behalf of spanish for many many years and he actually had a an excellent reputation he was mm. a skilled soldier a military man he, he really was. knew what he was doing and had been part of many many successful battles so this group, they went to Spain. Now, Spain at the time is considered the defender of the Catholic faith. Mm. They are there to defend the church. If anyone is going to help wrestle England out of the tyranny of Protestantism, <laughs> uh, it, it's going to be Spain. Surely, yeah. surely they are going to help. Thomas Winter, he ha- actually has an audience with the king. Ooh. The king goes, no. Sorry. Oh, really? Sorry, no. We're, no, we're not going we're not gonna, we're not gonna to help. We're not going to help. Ooh, no. Nope. Not, um, not Love to, but ooh, no. Yeah, I mean, the Spanish had previously <laughs> launched a very costly endeavour to try and convert England <laughs> back did, yes. to, the, the, to the true true church when Elizabeth had been on the throne, the, the grand old Spanish armada. They did. It did not end well. That was a, a very, very, very expensive disaster for Spain. And they're not really keen to repeat that mm. in fact they're actually looking to pursue peace with with james to try and end these sort of conflicts in europe so the group returns home rather sort of despondent mm. they were hoping oh we're gonna we're gonna return with ten thousand spanish troops behind on our back and they've got oh <laughs> uh, no we've got no one <laughs> it's, it's all a bit shit they realize the help is not coming from a foreign power mm. if they're gonna do this it's up to them it's up to it's them. up to them oh god robert Catesby. He is not going to give up quite so easily. Uh-uh. He is going to make a plan. A plan? A plot? A plot. <laughs> a plot. A plot. 
Drink. I think it's time for a drink. I think it is. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, Nick. Hello. We have our drinks. Yes. We have... A different variation. Of the gunpowder treason and plot. Yes. So, we've changed it around. We're going to dive in here. That's better. Yep, that's definitely better. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had much less of the honey syrup, only a small amount, less of the apple juice, yep. more of the Laphroaig. Yep. Knocked down the Grand Marnier a little bit. Knocked down the Grand Marnier. Yeah, yeah. And we did. exchanged Angostura bitters for whiskey bitters. Whiskey bitters. And it's lovely. It's good. That's really nice. Perfect for a winter's bonfire night. That's masterful. Marvellous. Well done, Nick. Gunpowder, treason and plot. Gunpowder, treason and plot. Okay, <laughs> so, so back to our plats. Back to the plats. Uh, yep. So Catesby, he's not giving up. <laughs> he know, he's, may have failed getting help from Spain. He's going to go his own way. Yeef. In February 1604, he invites the men who went with him to Spain to discuss a new plan. Also present at this meeting is Thomas Percy. Now, Thomas Percy is the chap who went to James to begin with to plead yes. with the king for mercy. Catesby's plat... For the rest of time, it's going to be a plat. A plot to blue to blue to blue to. Casey's plot is laid before them. They are going to blow up the House of Lords (gasps) during the state opening of Parliament. 
It's bold. It's, it's, it's ballsy. <laughs> you lay that on the table. We're like, we just thought we'd have a slight protest in the street, yeah, but we, I like your style. Yeah, we've made some banners. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, in, in one swoop, they are going to take out the entire Protestant leadership of the, com- of the country. Yeah. Because the, the, the lords are going to be there. Yeah. The king's going to be there. The, the heirs to the throne are all going to be there. Mm. So, yeah, they're going to take out the lot, leaving it entirely open for a Catholic restoration. Yeah. So the plan was to put James's daughter on the throne. She was like six years old at the time and entirely manipulatable, they thought. They could get to do whatever she wanted, whatever they wanted. <laughs> so she could go, yeah, it's fine, Catholics. Can I have my doll now? She's just um, a girl. She's just a girl. She doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah, lovely. Now, there is a certain reluctance among some of the group. It is a drastic step. It is, it is a bold plot to, <laughs> to lay. And many are sort of fearful of the... But if this doesn't work, if we get found out, this is not going to end well. Yeah. The reper- repercussions would be severe, one, one would think. Yes, but regardless, the repercussions would be severe. Yeah, but, but, so but, in for a penny, in for a pound. Well, Catesby is a convincing speaker. He is a good he orator. Was, yeah. So he convinces, if we want to do this, this is the only way. Mm. If this is the goal we want to achieve, a Catholic mm. England, then these are the steps we've got to take. And they go... Okay, let's do it. <laughs> and they all swear a, a, an oath of loyalty to each other um, and the, an oath of secrecy that they're not going to tell anyone. Anyone, yes. The conspirators believe that they have until February 1605 to finalise all their plans. So they've got the best part of a year to do this because that is when the next grand state opening Yep, of Valentine's Day also, is, you can't interfere with that. scheduled for. <laughs> In June 1604, Thomas Percy is given a position in the Band of Gentlemen Pensioners. Lovely. Now, this is a mounted troop of bodyguards. Mounted? Um, for, the, for, the, for the king. They're mounted on so, the priest hall. <laughs> so, so it's somewhat ironic that he is given a, a position as a king's bodyguard when he is part of a group to blow up the king. Um, it, it, it's not, it is, but not at all. Yeah. Not at all at this time period. Uh, everyone was trying to kill everyone. But it gives him the perfect excuse to to take a property in London. Oh, yeah. So I need to be near the House of Lords. I've got this these duties to fulfil. So it's entirely understandable that he should now be renting a, a home right and pretty much next door to the House of Lords. Bloody hell. Boomers could rent what they wanted, couldn't <laughs> Absolutely. they? Absolutely. <laughs> Guy Fawkes takes charge of this property. Now, he now uses the name of John Johnson. Um, and styles himself as Thomas Percy's servant. That was a very fast made-up name. Yeah, exactly. Name, what's your name? John. John. What, Johnson. Sorry, name? Johnson. Yeah. Of which family? The Johnsons. The Johns. <laughs> <laughs> so John Johnson, aka Guy Fawkes, is now living in this house pretty much next door to the houses of the House of Lords. You can say Houses of Parliament House as well. Parliament, you know, so it's, it's both. Yeah. It's both. both. For, for, for Palace context, of Westminster. We can't say the House of Commons because it wasn't. <laughs> no such thing existed. <laughs> <laughs> He's living next to it, loving the rent. Yes, having a grand old time. Having a grand old time. Now, going to all of the bistros. <laughs> all the fancy parties. <laughs> Slowly the group start stockpiling gunpowder. If they're going to blow shit up, they need a lot of gunpowder. Now, the sale of gunpowder is somewhat controlled mm. by the government. They don't want everyone getting hold of the stuff. Indeed. But you're able to buy it in small amounts for personal use and things. <laughs> so merchants are able to buy it to, to, for cannons on ships to defend themselves against yes. pirates and what like. So it's... So there is reasonable use for buying gunpowder. Mm-hmm. Also, what really helped, Guy Fawkes being a military man, 
Yeah. Yeah, he, he had many, many contacts. Absolutely. They didn't really ask that many questions. As long as the cash there, they didn't really care. So he he was a great contact. He just kept rocking have. up to his contacts going, a little powder for the day. <laughs> Here you go. Right, I don't want any more cocaine. No more coke. <laughs> I just want gunpowder. But then they start pondering, about, okay, how do we get our stockpiles, our increasing now stockpiles of gunpowder, <laughs> to where it needs to be? At the moment, it's all being stored in Lambeth, where Robert um, yes. Catesby has his house. But there's no point blowing up Lambeth. It's on the other side of the river. Yeah. So we need to get it across and somehow into the Palace of Westminster. Into yes, the House that of Lords. Would, so that would how, be the point. So how, <laughs> how, do we do, how do we do all this? Now, in the 17th century, the Palace of Westminster mm. is a complete jumble. It's, it's not what you see today, which no. is a very much a Victorian sort of <laughs> grandeur. It's the, the, yeah, the, the original sort of Palace of Westminster. It's a complete jumble of buildings. It um, is, yeah. Going back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Sort of chapels built on little palaces and merchants. It's a complete maze. It's a warren clustered around, yeah, sort of medieval structures and mm. things. It is pretty much accessible by anyone. Anyone can be wandering through there. As long as you look vaguely respectable, <laughs> no one's going to stop you. So merchants and tradesmen and lords and nobles and things, they're all just milling about You the would place. be expected to go into this area. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. There's no, there, there are a few guards wandering around the place, but you have to be really dodgy for them to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> What's even better is that many of the buildings have cellars and undercrofts and such like mm. that you can easily rent out. Oh. Anyone can rent out um, a cellar in the Palace of Westminster. It's just oh, the king needs some extra money. We'll rent out some space. <laughs> bit of bit of storage. I like um, the idea of the king renting out some extra yeah. space. Going, By the way, I'm actually the king. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you still have to rent the space. <laughs> yeah. And so Thomas Percy is quite easily able to rent out a storage space directly mm. in the basement below the palace, <clears throat> claiming it is it's for the Earl of Northumberland's firewood. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, who can argue with the Earl of Northumberland's no firewood? One can, no, he, big landowner. Absolutely. Big landowner. So he needs someone to store his firewood for the winter. Everyone's going, where is Northumberland? <laughs> what? Is there no closer storage place? There's no, does he have a place in London? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's, it's doesn't the matter. Earl. It's the Earl. He needs his firewood here. We have no questions about yeah, this whatsoever. And no, no one does. They go, okay, fine. The Earl of Northumberland. He needs some storage space. Right this way. <laughs> right this way, sir. <laughs> So things are on. Ooh, okay, we're gonna. St- they st- <laughs> it's all very exciting. Ooh, 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 there we are. Ooh. Oh, there we are. We've we've got our storage space. That was the third meeting. They all got together. Went, guys. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're doing finger gestures here, by <laughs> people. They start moving the gunpowder from Lambeth across the river under the shadow of night. They row across the river and start stashing it in this storage space. It was disguised by piles of wood and such like. It's not, it's not that obvious. But they start stockpiling the gunpowder under the palace. Then in December 1604, it is announced that the opening of Parliament has been delayed. <sighs> so it was scheduled for February 1605. Plague has struck London. Plague. The plague has been cropping up and people go, no, no, no. We don't fancy that. I don't really want to be in London when there's the plague around. (laughs) So they decided to delay the state opening of Parliament. Get the plague out of the way. Let let it kill the poor people. Um, (laughs) The pesky plague. Once it's run its course, then the fancy people will come back. And we can do all these <laughs> grand openings. So, so it's pushed sort of sometime, sometime in the autumn 
Mm. We'll, we'll open Parliament oh, yeah. at we'll, that we'll, point. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out then. We'll work, we'll work it, it out, out exactly. We'll work it out. Let now, the plague work itself out by killing masses of people. Absolutely. It's fine, as long as it doesn't kill the rich people who are now oh God, no. out in their countryside no. enjoying oh God, no. their, their country homes. So now this, this delay just gives the conspirators more time to stockpile more gunpowder, to move all their supplies and things into place, Brilliant. but also to increase the number of men who are part of this conspiracy. Hmm. So the number of people who are involved starts increasing. Now these are all people who are incredibly determined to make this plot work. Yeah. They're absolutely devoted Catholics. They want this plan to succeed. They include chaps like Lord Mordant, who, likes Fawkes, was a, was a soldier. Good connections for supplies of even more gunpowder, which was grand. Then you had Robert Winter, John Rant, Christopher Wright, all devout Catholics whose, whose families had suffered horribly in yeah. the past with anti-Catholic sentiment. They were all there willing to do whatever it took. Mm to bring Catholicism back. One maybe slightly less willing participant is a chap called Thomas Bates. Now, Thomas Bates is Robert Catesby's servant, who one evening mm. just overhears some plotting in the next room. <laughs> <laughs> and I, don't think, I don't know if he's, uh, he's there at the door, and then someone opens the door and goes, ah, you. And well, I heard a lot of stuff about you going to Mordor and stuff, like, but I don't, I don't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah, and he is sort of sworn to keep the secret or forfeit his life, basically. Mm. So you will join our conspiracy and be entirely a participant, or we're going to kill you. Uh, <laughs> so he doesn't really have a great deal of choice yeah, in, good fun. in, in good joining fun in joining the conspiracy. By October 1605, the plan has been finalised. The state opening of Parliament has been confirmed. It is scheduled for November the 5th. It's going to go ahead. Plague has run itself out. The gunpowder is all in place. It's all stored down there. Guy Fawkes, he is going to be the one who lights the fuse and then scarpers across the Thames and makes his escape. He, he is the, the man designated with the job. However, just days before, on October the 26th, the brother-in-law of one of the conspirators, a chap called Lord Monteagle, receives an anonymous letter. The letter reads, My lord, out of the love I bear to some of your friends, I have a care of your preservation. Therefore, I would advise you, as you tender your life, to devise some excuse to shift your attendance at this parliament. For God and man hath concurred to punish the wickedness of this time. And think not slightly of this advertisement, but retire yourself into your country, where you may expect the event in safety. For though there be no appearance of any stir yet, I say there shall be a terrible blow this parliament. The person reading that goes, what? <laughs> goes, what? And so, yeah. what? Okay, so, that's, so, that's what, so, that's so what they is mean. Going there. Just say, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. So, my lord, I really like you. You're, you're my best mate. I don't want you to get blown up. Therefore, please go away. Go, go away. Don't. Don't, parliament. don't go to Parliament, because <laughs> some evil, evil men are going to punish the wickedness. Don't ignore this this letter. In in old timey speak, that's what it said. That's what it said. It absolutely. also was a little bit convoluted as it's well. A lot convoluted as all writing yes. was at the time, <laughs> as it was, because we we don't know who's reading this. I don't yeah. want to tell you exactly what's happening, but this is exactly what's happening. Yeah, Monteagle he hands the letter over to Robert Cecil who is Cecil. James the First chief minister and sort of spy master. We have met him before. Yeah, now Cecil has heard some rumblings, rumblings. about what's about a plot somewhere, a plot. what's going on, but he has no idea of the details or anything like that. Mm. So he decides to wait and see 
what happens what mm. play, what plays out really okay now the king at this point he's away hunting in cambridge lovely a grand old time he returns to london on the first of november and as soon as he returns he has shown this letter now the king is somewhat more alarmed than robert cecil seems to be mm. and immediately is convinced that they're trying to kill us all and he instructs that they need to search the palace we need to find out what these conspirators are going on about so they do a huge search is organized guards hunt top to bottom <laughs> they report back they didn't fire very much uh, <laughs> lots of stuff down there there's loads of shit going on down there we don't think any of it is a problem there's no problem we did really? find there's a chap called john johnson he was down there <laughs> he was he was down there he's a he's a servant for thomas percy though yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we know thomas fine. we know thomas percy's servant for him all fine he's just stacking up firewood and some barrels it's good the name thomas percy starts ringing alarm bells so, well, we know the name Thomas Percy. He's known as a bit of a Catholic agitator. So, obviously, the king has met him before. Uh, so, he's known as a... Uh, this is not, not good. The king thinks, can we search a bit more? Mm. Can we be a bit more thorough in, in our searching? So, another search is carried out the next evening. That evening, Chief Guard Thomas Nivert leads his men back into the undercroft. Strangely, the servant is there again. Same chap, oh. John Johnson. What John are you, Johnson? What are you doing here? What are you doing here, John? <laughs> this time he's dressed in a dark cloak. He has riding boots and spurs oh, on. Oh, for as God's if, sake. As if he's, he's looking to get somewhere quick. <laughs> they are rather more thorough this time in their searching. And John Johnson, he is found to have a, a pocket watch with him, several matches, Bastard. and a pack of fuses. They search more thoroughly through the firewood. And they find 36 barrels of gunpowder. <laughs> that wasn't here yesterday, surely. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> really was. You didn't really check. Really, really was. No, don't Guy look behind Fawkes the curtain. is arrested immediately. Oh, Guy Fawkes is arrested. He is brought before the king. The king is amazed that anyone would have the audacity to try and kill, kill him. I mean, he also asked Guy Fawkes... You just to get to me, you're willing to kill all these innocent, yeah. innocent people in there because you're not just killing me. There are hundreds of people in this in this place that would have would have been killed. Do you have no regrets over any of this or any of that? Mm. The guy Fawkes replies, "The only regret he has that he was caught, that it wow. the, 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 the plan failed. Ooh. He refuses to give up any of his conspirators. At this point, he's still saying his name's John Johnson. He hasn't even given yeah. his real name at this point." The king orders that Fawkes be tortured. We need confession. We need interrogation. We need we names. Need names. Exactly. Oh. He is taken. He is suspended by manacles. He's put on the rack. Yeah, His yeah. arms and legs are stretched until they pop out of sockets. <laughs> and all sorts of horrendous things are done. He's tickled with cushions. Eventually he does indeed confess mm. and he gives the names of others involved and you can actually see his written confession yes still and you can see how he signs his name oh is it's so not nice. it's not it's nice not obviously nice. this this is a man who is in a lot of pain yeah. and has has not had proper now control of his limbs yeah. um because he can't even write his own name properly <laughs> oh man while all this is going on the cons- the rest of the conspirators are there on the run Already, they they know the Forks has been <laughs> has been captured, mm-hmm. has been found out. It's only they, a matter of time, only really. Ma- yeah, yeah, so they need to leg it. Right. 
Greg. <laughs> Robert Catesby begins to announce to all the villagers that he passes through that King James is dead. King James is dead, he announces oh. as he as he goes. King James is not dead. He calls for Catholics to rise up. Rise up and reclaim their rightful place. The king is dead. Join ah. me. Join me. We'll take London. They ride from town to town to town. But instead of this huge army that they expect, they expect thousands of people to, to <laughs> rise up and join them to, to restore Catholicism. They've got about 40 men. <laughs> <laughs> but, Riding around and something like, yes, I'll do it. Yeah, they, they, they gather about 40 men to the cause. And he's there going... Well, it's not quite what I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> That's shit. Sorry. So, okay. And in a fantastic twist of irony, as they prepare to make their stand, Catesby and his men manage to blow themselves up <laughs> <laughs> using their own gunpowder. <laughs> now, with, apparently, without Guy Fawkes' expertise or the slightest bit of common sense, um, they believe that in order to dry out this, this damp gunpowder... They should they should lay it in front of a fire. Jesus Christ! What? To, to dry out this gunpowder. So I didn't know this. What? Yeah, no, neither did I until I started researching. Obviously, the barrels are got a bit damp on their their trek oh, and oh, things. Oh, they just put it in some fire. So we so we take the gunpowder, we put it in front of the fire. Jesus, Jesus. Dry it out, and then we can use it in our guns and, and our pistols and all such like. Unsurprisingly, oh my God, it explodes horribly. Causes serious burns to a number of the men, blinds one person completely. Uh, no, it's not funny. But it's oh not. God. It's not funny, but it's also really stupid. It's also like they've got the the forty men who have staggered forward, like we'll do it. Like okay, it's the best we can do. Let's dry out our gunpowder and then blow their faces off. Yeah, yeah. Now this tiny army is now burned and tired and on fire. <laughs> uh, one, one, it's quite scary yeah. to be fair <laughs> one of the men asks Robert Catesby what they're going to do next he replies we mean here to die wow. so this is his last stand probably not a great comfort to the men surrounding him <laughs> some of them backing off into <laughs> yeah. the woods like no <laughs> on November the 8th the sheriff of Warwickshire shows up with 200 men mm. Now, the conspirators do their best to go out fighting, but they are severely outnumbered. They are not getting away from this. Robert Catesby himself is shot. He crawls to a nearby chapel mm. and is later found dead on the floor, clutching a statue of the Virgin Mary. No, he didn't. <laughs> Sorry, he didn't. I know, it's a lovely so image. So the legend goes. It's a lovely image, but no. <laughs> the rest of the men who survived this brief battle are rounded up. Yes. Seven of them are identified as conspirators in the gunpowder plot. And they are tried alongside Guy Fawkes and found guilty of treason and sentenced to be hung, drawn and quartered. Eww. On the 30th of January, 1606, Everard Digby, Robert Winter, John Grant and Thomas Bates, the unwilling servant, <laughs> are executed in St. Paul's churchyard. Yeah. They are hung until they're almost dead. They are then released. And as they gasp for breath, the executioner digs a knife into their stomach, pulls out their entrails. Finally, they are their legs and arms are all chopped off. In theory, while they're still alive, though if anyone yeah. survived any of that previous ordeal, God help them. 
the four quarters of their bodies are then sent to the four quarters of England as warning to those who would risk plotting treason. The remaining men are due to suffer the same fate the next day at Westminster. These four men, Thomas Winter, Ambrose Rookwood, Robert Keyes and Guy Fawkes, stand on the gallows with ropes around their necks. The crowds are shouting and booing when all of a sudden Guy Fawkes leaps from the platform he is standing on. He plummets down, neck snaps instantly as he goes on the rope. He has escaped the horror of being disemboweled alive. Good for him. <laughs> good for him. They, they still take down his dead body and quarter it for good measure yeah. and send it around. Along with the other three chaps yeah. who hadn't been quick enough to follow suit. I mean, they, I, say, I say good for him for Guy Fawkes. It's like, that's a smart move. There. Just really, kill yourself. Really smart move. Absolutely. So make it quick because you know quick. this is not going to be fun. Um, mm. <laughs> the following year, Parliament passes the Thanksgiving Act of 1606, which mandates that by (laughs) law, all English citizens must pray and give thanks to God that the terrorists did not kill the king. Mm -hmm. That day became known as Guy Fawkes Night, Bonfire Night, and is celebrated on the 5th of November to this very day. (laughs) The brief abridged version of the (laughs) gunpowder plot. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. Wonderful story, Nick. Oh, it's so good. So the Thanksgiving Act was all about the Catholic attempt Mm. on Protestant lives. Guy Fawkes really didn't come into it until, what was it, the 1800s? Oh, much, 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 much much later. Yeah, it was not Guy Fawkes Night. Guy Fawkes was not in it at all. All that it was, is a much much later in the last yeah. sort of hundred years or so sort of uh, addition. It was a mandate until yeah. about the eighteen hundreds, and then it was kind of oh okay, we quite enjoy bonfire night, and these traditions had, had sort of sprouted up. At first, it was all about go to a church ceremony. Mm. You must go to church and you must listen to why God prevented this from happening. And then it was bonfires, it was fireworks, and then Guy Fawkes emerged. Mm. Just because of the guy who was supposed to light the fuse. Yeah, he he was the one who was caught. He was the one who was found. He was the one who was caught um, first. So yeah, his his likeness appears in lots of yes. in papers and things like that. And he has got that. I mean, the only ever the only likeness of him is from after he was caught. Yes, and is from the. So no one actually knows what he looks like. No, he's he's very much portrayed as the villain with the big the big pointy beard the pointy and the pointy moustache and things. The guy and Fawkes, the, the anonymous. The anonymous, the absolutely. So the he has become smart. synonymous with anonymous. Um. <laughs> oh, very nice, very well done. You could say that. You couldn't say plot, mate. All the way through this. <laughs> the, and the whole V for Vendetta thing as well. With, well, yeah. So, the, the way this has that. evolved over the years is fascinating. It's it's entirely enthralling that it was all about Catholicism mm. versus Protestants, and then it became this became bonfire celebration. It did, but for many many years, it was still it you know it still is in certain countries a celebration of Protestants over Catholics. In England, in the fifties and sixties, it was have bonfire night kids going out penny for the guy penny for the guy penny for the guy so you would get this scarecrow essentially who was dressed up like guy fawkes and whatever you could do and you were getting a penny and you were going to go and buy fireworks with this mm. and that's great about the 60s it's just go buy massive amounts of fireworks <laughs> and set them off everywhere it was all in people's 
gardens yeah. in the streets you would get the catherine wheels you would get the sparklers you'd be running around and having all of that food and drink tradition but there was no organized event until everyone went oh shit we can't do this anymore yeah. and then a law was passed like you can't buy fireworks unless you're 18 because a lot of burnings are happening yes <laughs> but then very recently the mask the figure of guy fawkes yeah. has now been used by anonymous i don't know what the word would be for it really, that Guy Fawkes has turned into the symbol of anarchy. Yeah, and he really wasn't that. He was just he a very, wasn't. very different... He was just, I don't like the current system. I want to replace it with my own deeply structured system. <laughs> 100%. He was going to put in a whole other regime. Whole Him other... and everyone else, and yeah, Robert absolutely. Catesby as well. So, they were all going to put in another regime. They weren't trying to screw the system no. to like absolute freedom. But, that's but it, it was but a it, symbol. But yeah, it's, it's become that sort of symbol of, yes... Yeah, blowing up the the establishment and stuff like that, and not really thinking about okay, what's it replaced with? But um, as you said, it's it's credited to the amazing graphic novel by Animal, absolutely. which is uh, V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta is is brilliant. It is a piece of fiction. It's fantastic. It's I love. The, I mean, I love the I love the film as well. I, I, do, I, I actually I really, really like really the, film. the film. The film gets a lot of bad press. It's yeah. not the same as the graphic novel. It's great, and the principle behind it is the same. Well, anarchy is anarchy. That's it. A wonderful, wonderful but there we go. tale through the Bit history of, of Guy Fawkes. Thank you for sharing that with us. And anyone who didn't know, there are certain people probably around the world who go, I don't know what any of any this of was. This is, yeah. Because yeah. Bonfire Night is such an I can't, English I mean, I can't thing. imagine this much in the States, really. You don't, you, I can't imagine you do Bonfire no. Night in the States. Well, in Ireland things. as well, like you do bonfires and fires around halloween yeah but you wouldn't well you well, wouldn't know in ireland you <laughs> no, probably, but... probably wouldn't do yay let's burn the catholics <laughs> well what we did actually like living in england as well but as irish people we we, we did bonfires on halloween so you sort of do that for the lighting of Salway and everything. But every every year we were sat down and told like, okay, so Bonfire Night is about this, but also here's the history of why the Catholics are better. Look, at, this isn't accurate. None of this is accurate. Yeah. Like, ah, well, they all yell about Guy Fawkes. Here, have this toffee apple. It's lovely. It's grand. <laughs> if there's a celebration with snacks, I'm there. Well, what do you think, people? What do you think of the story of the gunpowder plot? Did you know about the plot? Do you know about the history of it? Was it just a bit of bonfire fun for you until now? Tell us what you think. Jump on the comments of this episode on social media or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell us your thoughts, your theories, your feelings, your more stories that you'd like to share. Your stories of bonfire nights. Yes. That would be nice. But most importantly, while you do so, you must mix up a gunpowder treason and plot. Gunpowder treason and plot. But Nick's way. Yes. I have we have written down our version two recipe. Mm. So that will be out on Friday. Mm-hmm. So definitely give it a go. You can look up the autumn bonfire as Absolutely. well. The important thing is to drink. The important thing is to drink around a big old fire. Indeed. And tell us the snacks that you enjoy around a big old <laughs> fire. And if you're having a bonfire night this winter. Thanks for listening, guys. We have been the people inside the Poisoner's Cabinet. We will see you next week. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. Poison.